Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into Strategic Planning. Thanks for tuning into the podcast with Mike and I as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And we're going to talk about planning for things that we can't predict. There's stuff out there that we just really can't you know accurately call but we still have to plan for these things in life or at least try to get some of these things uh, some strategies outlined so here on strategic planning that's what we're going to talk about mike what's going on buddy how are you hey i am doing great mark i've got one of those things like you got a little cough you got a little frog uh, going on there yeah 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 i don't know if it's a cold just it's that time of year we get drainage and all that kind of stuff but uh, yeah, doing great. We're uh, celebrating, enjoying uh, our 16th grandchild, a little boy named George, born oh, to our congrats. youngest daughter, That's Mary awesome. and Nathan. And uh, those of you that have read the weekly uh, newsletter, you know that he's uh, in the hospital over at uh, Durham at Duke University Hospital and uh, uh, struggling uh, or, or fighting uh, for some things and uh, not not life threatening. We don't think uh, certainly, uh, but um you just uh, thank you for your prayers at continuing this. Those of you that uh, are aware of this. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're That's, we're excited well, about bringing him home here in a few exactly. months. Exactly. Well, congratulations on the grandchild and, and yeah, all yeah. the best to to little George to to pull through whatever he's going through. So, right, yeah, right. very good. Well, you know, it's wow, sixteen, huh? Yes, yes. Uh, we think that's probably it, but hey, we we didn't know what we would end up with anyway. So you got uh, you got a lot of presents and stuff and things to do <laughs> at those times of the year, don't you? It's insanity. <laughs> I bet it is, but you know what? Yeah. It's probably also really awesome too. So it is awesome. Yeah. So all that's right. Awesome. So I got to ask real quick, and then we'll get into this. So what uh, is what is the official grand grandparent name? Are you a are you a grandpa? Are you a peepaw? What are you? Right, right. Well, when the first one came along, almost fourteen years ago, uh-huh. he, uh, uh, my my uh, daughter asked me, "Did I want to be called by my uh, favorite grandparents' name, which was Gramps?" And I thought, "Yeah," but then my grandson, my oldest grandson, named me, just called me Granddaddy, and that stuck. And I'm Granddaddy, and I love it, and so that's there who you I go. Am. So you're Grand. Yeah, a lot of times we we have these lofty ideas about what we yes. want to be called, and then the right. first one comes along and changes it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. yeah. My dad uh, was named by my daughter, who was his oldest grandchild, was named um, Poopa. Okay. And after a few years, he says, "You know what? I don't like Poopa. <laughs> <laughs> we got to change that." Yeah, we're going to Granddad. <laughs> yeah, my dad was Pop Pop to his grandkids. So, uh, uh, yes, his yes. First, the first one just said, "You know, he's like, why did you call me Pop Pop?" And, and this was a long time ago. And they were like, "He's like, well, because you're my pop's pop." <laughs> There you go, pop pop. <laughs> so the kids' mind—that's the easy way to do it, right? There you go. It explains everything. Exactly. Well, let's talk about some things, Mike. Like I said, the planning for some things we can't predict. This is pretty easy. I yeah. just got four short ones here. But okay. uh, as a, as an advisor, as a professional in the industry for the last forty plus years, you—I know you get this all the time. Advisors, I talk to advisors all over the country, and they always hear people say, "Oh, you're a financial advisor. Oh, you're a financial uh, coach. When is the next market crash going to happen?" Right. Oh. And it's like, I don't know that. That's right. That's right. And, and, and that's what I'll say. I don't know, but I can tell you this, it will happen. Exactly. And, um, so, Are you, you prepared? Know, <laughs> that's right. So when you think about the fact that it will happen, even if it's right now, it looks like it could, or if it's like things are great and it's nowhere on the horizon. 
uh, you want to be prepared because you don't want to be making decisions about what you're going to do when you get into the middle of the situation, because the worst thing you can do is do something at that point. You need to have prepared ahead of time. And yeah. what I mean by that is you, you want to have your accounts structured in your mix between stocks and bonds and that sort of thing right. in such a way that you know what to expect relative to worst case scenarios, to general variableness in, from year to year, and have a mix that you feel very comfortable that you can go through a market crash or through market um, you know, up, upticks that are really strong um, that without feeling like you have to make a change to protect on the downside or grab more on the upside. Well, Mike, this is, this is going to be the theme here. You want to be able to retire in, I was going to say, this is kind of going to be the theme here. You want to be able to retire in any market cycle, right? Yes. Isn't that that the goal, right? Because, I mean, we don't know when they're going to be up. We don't know we're going to be down. This one that we're on, it's a 12-year bull run, and it's built a lot of overconfidence for people, right? Mm -hmm. Where a lot of people are feeling like, hey, it's just going to go on forever. Uh, Now, this January shook some people up because it was pretty rocky. Mm -hmm. And that that happens and people start thinking, I need to make a move. And then they'll make that move. And then sure enough, it just goes the opposite of what they thought. We just can't predict the future like you started out with. That's my mantra. Yeah. You just can't predict (laughs) it. You can't do it. So so have a strategy that works in any economy. Exactly. Right. And and that's where you turn to a professional and say, okay, look, how do we do that? Right. That's the hard part, you know, and you got to kind of, that's why you got to diversify and do a lot of different things we talk about on the podcast so that you can, you know, you've got some things that are doing well when other things are doing poorly. That's kind of the point of it. Yeah. The big thing is risk and what's Mm -hmm. your comfort level with that is. And if you're younger, you might, not necessarily the case, but you might be more comfortable with a a lot more volatility than someone that's at the point where they're ready to start using their money for a monthly income. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and so, you know, you just got to measure where you're at and what your goals are, when you're going to use the money and, and make a decision from that. And and that will change as you go through life, possibly, mm-hmm. but it may not. It just really depends on a lot of factors. Well, like I said, you can't predict when the next market crash is going to happen, but you can plan so that you hopefully are fine regardless. All right. Number two. Uh, now, these, you know, there's a lot of historical data and things that go into, you know, the market cycles, right? And there's a lot of things that they can use as predictors. And unfortunately, this, well, fortunately or unfortunately, this current bull run has kind of blown a lot of that historical data out of the water because it's gone on much longer than just about any other one. But some of these next couple ones, Mike, maybe they have a little bit more, it's maybe a tad easier to predict. So what are healthcare costs going to look like in 20 years? I'd say the safe money is probably on. They're going up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't think that's yeah, a stretch, right? I would think so. I mean, you know, there, there. What is it? Affordable Care Act, uh, often called Obamacare, and I'm seeing Biden Care now. I don't know if that's a technical term or what. Oh boy, <laughs> or yeah. Just a, yeah, colloquial uh, lism, but there. But anyway, um, you know that that process of of acquiring insurance through a marketplace and and so forth. Uh, was supposed to reduce costs, and it actually hasn't. Um, it's causing people to do things to try and limit their income so they qualify for subsidies. And so now you're putting more strain on the uh, uh, government coffers, which calls for, um, you know, do we need to raise the rates uh, so that we don't um, have as much? I, who knows? I mean, what they're thinking. But right. I, I, think I was getting ready to talk backwards on that. But um, bottom line is, Healthcare costs tend to go up. And I'll just give you an example, just say for, with my newest grandson. Sure. It is incredible the number of tests 
that mm. they have done on this child from the time he was about four months old in gestation mm-hmm. uh, to now two weeks old today. I mean, it's we, we're kind of interested to see what the hospital bill the <laughs> right. no, is going to be. Yeah, it's my dollars. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, no. but that's a driver. You know, the more technology you get, and, and quite frankly, my opinion, the further you get away from uh, medical professionals, and I'm thinking more of the doctors now, not so much the nurses. They tend to be more in touch with the patient and hands-on. And the the nurses know what's going on, right? They the, know what's going yeah, on. The doctors, but the are, docs tend to say, run a test. They, they they blow in, order a test, and blow back out again. Exactly, yeah. and you know, and, and get a lot of money the, for it. That's the <laughs> that's the nature of it these days. And there's not a whole lot of diagnosticians that they know how to touch and feel and listen and smell or whatever, you know, Yeah, and, and I'm figure with you. out what's going on. I, I'm know? with you, Mike. My wife had a, a major event a, a, just a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and they were guessing. And I was like, what are you guys doing? You know, exactly. I was like, I was in and out of the hospital way faster for open heart surgery. And they looked at me and they said, well, that's why it's called medicine, medicine because we're practicing. We're, practicing. Still, we're still practicing figuring right. out what's going on. And I'm like, that's not really the thing you want to hear when, you're, when you can't <laughs> figure out what's wrong with your loved one, right? So the bottom yeah. line is anybody who's – yeah, I mean I had open heart surgery nine years ago and it was like 400 grand. So you know yeah. it's more expensive than that oh, now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so sure. to your point about about young George there. So we know it's going up. So you, you got to at least plan for it. And Mike, that's just I think the last time I saw a stat and this is several years old now, it was something like 200,000 plus out of pocket for the average retiree uh, mm. and, and uh, you know, things like co-pays and so on and so forth. Right. right. Over the right. course of their over the course of their retirement. So yeah. and that was a few years ago. And that's not even counting if you had a long term care event. Mm-hmm. So the big right. question is, is are you even talking about it with your advisor? Because so many people hide from the, I don't want to deal with the healthcare thing. It's scary, right? Yeah. And it, it is, it, it's very much like that way, but you, you know, you can um, just look at the ways and I have a professional on my staff that uh, works with just healthcare okay, and, great. and primarily for um, retirees. And it, it, you know, if you structure things properly and you plan for it in your budgeting, then you, yep. you should be able to do well. But, again, but you got to have that you conversation. Gotta, you got to have the conversation yeah. and you got to just be aware, too. You got to be nimble uh, to a certain mm, extent because mm-hmm. things can change as, the, as far as yep. government intervention, health care changes in, in the way it's delivered yeah. and the, the um, technology and That's all those point. things that cause prices to go up. So yep. be aware. That's a great point. Yeah, be nimble. I like that. Um, same thing with our next one here. What will the tax rates look like three presidents from now? Well, the (laughs) smart money, right. You know, says that they're probably going to be going up. They probably can't go down. Right. Based on, I mean, look, we, we, we got $30 trillion in debt. Right. And this is back to the kind of, like I said, this is the overarching theme here, Mike, that you're uh, God willing, if you retire, let's say within the last two or three years, or you plan to retire in the next two or three years, somewhere in this five year window, let's say God willing, you're going to see multiple presidents, right? Because administrations are going to come and go. So sure. shouldn't you shouldn't you be as tax efficient as you can be? Because we have no idea what the tax rates are going to do. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And you know, relative to the presidents, one of my favorite movie lines of all time was from Back to the Future. Uh-huh. Marty's asking the professor uh, or telling the professor about where he's come from. The professor, uh, you know, says, "Who's the president of the United States?" Right, Marty yeah. says, "Ronald Reagan." <laughs> he actor? says, "He goes running out the door." Says, "Who's his vice president?" Jerry Lewis. <laughs> and you know, that's I love that line. But you know, who who might be? I mean, right. you know, we had uh, we've had all kinds of people be be president, and that has some impact, right? Um, but 
you got to get things through Congress, and that that also has impacts. And right now, we're in a tax scenario that's lower rates than we've had for a long time, higher standard deductions, just all kind of things that have re- reduced the drag on income that goes to the government. And um, you know that is supposed to expire December thirty first, two thousand twenty five, and we'll be back to where we were before, right? Yep. Uh, on on the tax rates and several other things relative to state taxes and other stuff. So. Yeah, if if nothing changes, that law will sunset at the end of 2025, and we'll have a rate change. We'll go up a little, back up a little bit, right? We'll go so, back up. Yep. yep. And uh, so, you know, th- therefore, right now is a great time to do some things where you might take some taxes into your situation by way of maybe a conversion from your traditional IRA that is going to be fully taxable to you when you withdraw mm-hmm. money from it. Uh, to a Roth IRA that will accumulate money tax-free from here forward and be tax-free when you pull it out. So I, I just saw an interesting like stat, Mike, that uh, by 2042, they're predicting $70 trillion in retirement accounts um, out there. Okay. So I think that's something like 40. I think it's something like 40 right now. Okay. And they're saying by 2042, so that's just 20 years from now. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, seventy yep. trillion dollars in retirement account, taxable retirement accounts that are out there wow. with a with a thirty trillion dollar debt right now. Tell me that doesn't have a giant bullseye on it. Oh, absolutely, they're looking at it for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. You know, the thirty trillion too. Just you know, going back to healthcare costs. I mean, not to bring it back up, but just sure, thinking no. back about that. There is the thirty trillion is is just the money that's on the books. That doesn't include unfunded liabilities. Like, how are they going to pay for Medicare? Great point. How are they going to pay for Social Security when they get to the point where the only money available, and it's funny money that's available now, the <laughs> right. trust fund, right. so just, uh, you know, runs out and they're just funded with current payroll taxes from current workers and a smaller generation than what's retired. That's, so that's you know, a great got point. A lot of things to think a about. A lot of things. There. You know, I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was scary. I, I just recently seen as well that all the money that we've influxed into the economy in just the last, I think, you know, two and a half years or three years. Uh, if you go back to the entire history of the country, it equates to almost, I think, a third of all the cash that's ever been pumped into our economy sure. in just two years from a 200 and something year old nation. Right. Right. Pretty, pretty scary stuff. Pretty. And so, yeah, taxes. I mean, the government doesn't make a product, right? We all know this. They don't make a product. They don't sell a product. So they got to get money through tax rate increases. And, you know, the smart money, again, is probably that they have to go up. So be as efficient as you can be in the environment that you're in now. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's do the last one here, Mike, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, I speak to this one quite often and easily because it works well for my family history. But things we can't predict, but yet we need to plan for is longevity. Now, we don't know how long we're going to live. If we all had like a little stamp on us that gave our expiration date, your job would be super easy. You know, mm. you could make the perfect plan if we knew exactly when people were going to pass away. And, and so we tend to look at family history as an, an indicator for some of that. Well, but there's other things you got to take into, a fa- into account. So for me, my brother died at 57. I'm 50. My brother died at 57. My father at 63. My grandfather is 60. It's very easy wow. for me to say I'm not going to live much past my 60s, right? So I'm going to spend all my money, Mike, and party. <laughs> but what if I'm wrong, right? Right, and I lived right. to 80. Well, now I'm broke. Mm, mm. So, you know, what do you do about that? How do you plan for longevity when you don't know how long you're going to live? Yeah, um, that that's a, a great question. And I think the, the thing you do is you do make the plan for that. And you think about it from this standpoint. Okay, Maybe that's your 
life expectancy based on the data that you're aware of. I uh-huh. mean, you know, there's a day that we're, we're going to die. God's planned that way in sure. advance of now, but you know, we, he's not telling me, right. 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 <laughs> and I'm glad too, by the way. Yeah. I but, wouldn't um, want to know. That's for sure. I wouldn't want to know. That's right. But um, you know, so, so you, you plan f- in thinking about not just your expectations for when you'll leave this earth, but how about the people that are your loved ones that are dependent on you that sort of thing? Great. Maybe yep. they're going to be around a lot longer than you are. I mean, Hey, we're, we're men. We, we are tend to pass away first. Have, yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that we'll leave a, a wife and, and, and there'll be children and grandchildren, all that kind of stuff too, you know, that are around you. What about how you want to have them in, in a position there? So you, you would think longer than what you might think your life expectancy is, if you're expecting that it would be a shorter than normal. Right. Time. What What do you and, average, Mike? Like when you're doing a plan, do you uh, advisors all across the country do different things? Some will say 90, some will say 100. Do you do you have a number that you try to kind of strategize mm-hmm. towards? Yeah, yeah. I I use uh, two two numbers. Uh, a an expected life expectancy and then a longer than expected life expectancy. Okay. So that they'll be they'll vary uh, or differ by five years. Uh, so and it's it's based on uh, the ages that you're at now at the time we start looking at the planning. So it's going to change over time too. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know when you're initially planning with someone, depending on their ages and and where they're at, we'll we'll do the life expectancy. So it's typically ranges anywhere from eighty seven to ninety one is what it is. Uh, for the male and female in in jointly, right? The males tend to be a little lower of that, and the women would be the higher end of that. Gotcha. So I'll end up saying, you know, like ninety two is the expectation for the men as far as a longer period of time from that eighty seven point, mm-hmm. and women up uh, to ninety six. Okay. So yeah. you know, if you have that, that is a possible longer life expectancy, and. Hey, my father-in-law just passed away this this past year, uh, March, almost a year ago, at uh, just twelve hours shy of being ninety-five. So I mean, yeah, and and, and he was born in nineteen twenty-six, the mm-hmm. first year we have records for the stock market. Okay, wow. back then that was not the life expectancy at ninety-five. No, definitely not. You know? Yeah. No, so I it, mean, yeah, we've talked about it before, right? Social Security was enacted in the 30s, and yes. the, the uh, you know, if it was well, whatever it was, 65, to turn it on, the average life expectancy was 63. Yeah. It was yeah. shorter than it. But if you happen to be one of those few that lived longer, they, they were trying to, you know, give you some sort of, you know, income or whatever. And, uh, and we've, you know, we've gone through those numbers. It was like a, a lot of people pumping in for every one person taking, and now those right. numbers have all dropped. So, yeah, I mean, these are... You know, again, the topic today was things that we can't predict, but we still need to plan for. So, strategizing. Right. And speaking is, of predictions, like you're saying sure. there with uh-huh. Social Security, when they started, it was, I've heard 59, 63 different numbers there. Mm-hmm. That's what the life expectancy was. I guess maybe the men were 59 and the women were 63. Maybe Probably. Yeah. And so, um, you know, talking about predictions. <laughs> They kind of missed on that prediction. A little they? bit, yeah. yeah. Well, but, and, and they haven't hardly changed the data in 80 years. Yes. Right? right. So, which is why, you know, every, people keep talking about that they've got to make some changes to Social Security, even if it's right. just as simple as removing the early retirement age of 62 and making it 65. 
You know, mm-hmm. you can't turn anything on until 65. You know, doing that, I've, I've seen different reports and statistics that say it'll fund it for another 100 years. Uh, mm-hmm. There's lots of little tweaks they can make, but of course, it's a, yep. you know, it's a political hot potato, so no one it wants is. to touch it. But anyway, for today's topic, again, there's things in life we can't predict. When's the next market going to crash? Who knows? What are healthcare costs going to look like in 20 years? Probably up, but who knows, right? So start planning now and get some of these things, you know, outlined so that you have a strategy regardless of what happens, whether things go up, down, or sideways. You want some strategic planning in your corner. So get on Mike's calendar if you need some help. If you got some questions, reach out to him. Stop by the website, spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, strategic planning on whatever platform you like to use, Apple, Google, Spotify, so on and so forth. Mike, thanks for hanging out, my friend. I appreciate you. Pleasure. Thank you, Mark. Yes, sir. And don't forget to, again, like I said, subscribe, but also say a little, uh, say a little prayer for little George there so he gets better quick. And we will see you next time here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.